some simple, give it a minute or so, when people come in here, before we, uh, start starting. All right, for All right, this, for the four people in here, uh, is the sound good? Sound good. I was gonna test this out. I don't want to start. The sound's not good. Um. Okay. Well, for people in here, so we'll go ahead and get the show on the road. So, uh, thank you all for joining us this Wednesday afternoon. I'm sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday evening. Uh, I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma defensive back Jalik Lewis, running back. Peyton Scott and wide receiver Danny Armstead. Gentlemen, thank you for taking time this evening to come on and talk to me. Uh, we first, we got to obviously, there's a graduate on the screen here. We got to oh, congratulate man. Peyton Scott there. Saw he walked Saturday. So, uh, you know, I know he's showing his age a lot. Now, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Don't let, don't let, uh, all these guys get on my age. They call me grandpa in the locker room. A couple of them do. Oh, that's tough. Oh man. I mean, that's I mean, see, I feel like that's kind of endearing in a way though, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I mean Yeah. I mean, it's all jokes. I mean it and uh what I've been through, I mean, playing five years, I feel like it's a badge of honor. Yeah, so I tell them if they play four or five years, man, hey, you're gonna be getting called grandpa at the end of the day, too. So I I let it happen. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, now I want to start. Also, go ahead and start off with Peyton now, because you mentioned you've been here five years. You're on your what third or fourth position coach now. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I, when when I talked to uh, Jay's last time, he just said you all had the mindset of like it is what it is. Like we got to just you know lead the best we can. So mm-hmm. knowing this is your third or fourth different position coach, like how are you? How are you kind of approaching your your final year? Uh, I mean, football is football. I'll say that, like, to get that out the way, like, no matter who they bring in, the position is going to stay the same, you know. Uh, outside zone is going to be outside zone. Inside zone is going to be inside zone. Uh, I mean, connecting with coaches is always a challenge, you know. And, you know, when they bring in somebody new, I, I always, you know, have to get a feel for them because they got to get a feel for me. You know, there's always that type of period for us, a kind of acclimation period. Uh, in the relationship so like getting in uh getting into it I, I think I really didn't have a change of mindset like I just want to do my job I want to lead others in my group and I want to lead by example as well as much as I can so I mean it doesn't matter who they have at coach uh, at my position I want to do what they're telling me and you know do it to the best of my ability uh, now, when I talked to uh, Coach Skelinar a while back, now I think he mentioned they're having you practice at the A and B back, which I'm assuming one of those, because you said one yeah. of those is what Andrew Carney plays. I know Andrew mm-hmm. Carney's a fullback. Now, I don't know if, if you listened to the tail end of last season. I was pretty mm-hmm. adamant that, like, I I I understand that, like, you, you're, you're a running back and, you know, you're all-state running back. But mm-hmm. I saw you a fullback the way you were stonewalling guys. I was like, <laughs> I needed him to just hear me out here. We get Payton Scott on a fullback dive. You can't tell me if he busted <laughs> that front line. It's not a house call. So <laughs> I, you know, I, I, 
I do it all. I, I try to do it all, you know. They asked me to do it because Andrew broke his hand. Uh, so I came in and, you know, I filled in, did the best that I could. You know, I try to pride myself on being able to catch out the backfield block. Uh, yeah, and, you know, fullback is kind of my nature. I grew up playing uh, in a pro style, so, like, split back, offset eye, eye formation. So I always uh, – would transition run traps out of being the fullback or dives out of being the fullback. So this is something that is just kind of by nature. And like, I, I can run anywhere. You put me at receiver and do an end around. I can run. So, or block. <laughs> uh, we have our first question from the audience here from Mr. Brian Perry. I'm going to just pose it to the <clears throat> of you all. He asked how his coach Doro changed the atmosphere at UCO. Yes, I guess I'll take that since um, the the other two haven't been here. So, um, <laughs> I think I think that uh, the main thing is nutrition. Uh, really, kind of being a, a guy who you know is for the players in getting other things than just like equipment. You know, or not even equipment. What I should say, like shirts and shorts, right? He's going out of his way to get us nutrition, set us set us up in the uh, cafeteria. Uh, we do a lot of other things, uh, whether it's uh, brand building, not brand building, I should say culture building things where we interact with each other. You know, we know what uh, to expect, kind of what a standard is. And I'm not saying Bobak didn't do that, and I'm not saying he didn't do it well, but it's been a change in, you know, just the culture and the approach to what the culture is wanting to be, whether that's in the weight room and whether that's in the uh, classroom, whatever, the approach has kind of been upped a little bit because everybody feels feels like we have a chance to do something big. Um, and it's actually since Peyton's kind of the, the main one that, that was there beforehand, uh, I, I want to I, I want to pivot to Jalik here uh, first before I ask about the secondary. Jalik, I, I you know I have to I have to ask this question. I've been waiting a while to ask this question. I think you know what I'm about to ask. Against Northeastern State, why was that not a house call, sir? I'm sitting there like, oh, this is it. Like this is it. He's there, he's reading, <laughs> and nothing, bro. I was, I was like, come on. I, I went on, and I was like, all right, I saw the tape. <coughs> I know there was a lot of deflections, but I'm like, I think the ball skills are there. Like, I, I know if it's a give me, he's going to make this interception. And the man didn't even, I'm like, oh, bro. <laughs> man, no comment, man. I just, uh, I just, I just. Butter on my gloves, that play, man, you know, just dropped it, man. That was, yeah, that was a tough film session after that. I got pretty, I got uh, picked on pretty good after that. <laughs> oh, man, tough. It's just, oh, um, now, now, because the secondary, I, I know it it had its, its tough moments last year. Uh, I know you all lost uh, Trayvon back there. Um, you also lost uh, Marco Domio and uh, Vaughn Derry, at least to uh, graduation. So, like, what has the mindset of that unit kind of been like so far, knowing, like, at times last year, you all were really good, and then at other times that wasn't the case. So, like, what, what kind of has been the mindset of, of, of you all uh, during spring? 
Uh, during spring, I think we've done a great job of adjusting to guys who aren't here. And uh, we've just done a great job of adjusting to each other more and communicating more even outside of football. Like um, there was days in practice last fall or whatever where we would have a bad a bad individual session or we'd have a bad day in class and we'd bring it on the field and it's a bad day for everyone. We've learned to put all that aside and work together better as a defense and talk and help each other more and understand not only our position, but other positions as well, if someone goes down. So we've just done a better job of understanding each other. Uh, another question from Mr. Perry here. He, he asked, uh, are the facilities helping with well, recruiting? Now, obviously, Peyton signed before that was a thing. So this might be more of a question geared towards uh, Danny and Dalik here. So I'll open the floor up to anybody, but uh, specifically you, you all, because you all kind of have reaped the, the rewards of that. Uh, did, uh, did that help make your decision in coming to UCO, seeing the facilities that are now here? The facilities are definitely a great benefactor, but I I think Doral has done a great job of surrounding the players with such great coaches and great people that the facilities, they do come, and it's a great thing to see those, but the people that we get to interact with on these visits, the, the times that the coaches bring the players out and the coaches come out and actually communicate with the kids, I think that's a great job, and we have – some really good coaches that just understand us, and I appreciate that. Ben, you have you have anything to add, um, add to that? I think I think having facilities is real important. I feel like it just shows like how much the school is like behind football, and like how much money they put into facilities really show like how much they want to win and attract recruits. So a lot of schools that don't have like the best facilities, like it could show like their money's towards a different sport or like they don't really care as much, but it it really makes UCO stand out as, at the division two level for sure. Uh, and for, and for Peyton, because you have a different perspective on this, you signed, I believe like when performance center was either just like an artist rendering or like in the process. So you whoa, being, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, let's back up right here. Let's back up here. It was, it was Bill. We just were moving into it. I had a couple. I had a summer in the and uh, and a and a and a fall camp in the original building. I didn't work out in the dungeon. I worked out uh, right next to tech, uh, textbook brokers, where the new e sports uh, building is. We they had like a little weight room in there. But you know, uh, I think I think that the uh, facilities do make a, a difference. Like Danny said, like you stand out. You know. And I know uh, other people in our conference, you know, are bumping up their facilities. Uh, so it's always good to still be like that because I'm not, you know, I've been here for five years. Danny's new to see that it does stand out still like that makes me happy. Uh, and then going back to uh, the Danny here now, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a transfer receiver. We had you on. Uh, now that receiving core, uh, I got an influx of very explosive playmakers. You being one of them, I, I saw some of the highlights that you may or may not have sent me, but regardless, I, I've seen some footage. Uh, not gonna lie, it looking very promising. So, 
as a receiving unit in the in the in the spring, uh, how do you all feel like you started to mesh well, given kind of all the, the new faces uh, in in that in that room? Yeah, I think uh, besides TD Delso and Ridge, the whole receiver room was kind of gone. So Coach Curley he brought in a lot of transfers from JUCO or the portal. So it was like all offseason we were trying to get chemistry with the new transfer quarterback too from Moso. So it was like kind of tough like at the beginning because we didn't have the chemistry and the timing down. But over the spring, just getting a lot of reps really like helped pay off. And like just like having a bunch of new guys that didn't really earn their stripes or like show what they could do yet, like just trying to prove to like other teammates or the coaches that they can trust them and they're good players was really helping like the competition throughout the group. And I feel like Coach Curley did a good job of always moving us around in the depth chart. So one day you're a one, one day you're down the threes, the next day you're a two. It's just however you played. Like, no matter if you've been here, you scored, next day you could be with the threes. I mean, after the first day, there was a freshman receiver, Kev. He, he came from threes to ones already after one practice. So it just gave, like, people lowering the depth chart some hope. And then it just showed, like, even if you're starting right now, you got to be working every day at, or, like, you you going to just drop down because – it's a lot of competition. Everybody can play. And Jalik, being a defensive back, having to go up against these guys in practice, uh, what have you seen from that unit from the perspective of a, of a defensive back? A track. No, I'm playing, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they definitely make us better in the mental and physical aspect of football, man. They challenge us every day because we know – if we're not uh, – it doesn't matter if we're having a good or bad day, man. They're coming to play, and I love it. I just – I love their their drive and their competitiveness every day because it just, it just makes us better. It just makes us better every day. And I just – I think they've, they've become a really solid foundation of the wide receiver group, man. And they just got to keep building. I love it. Uh, and and the paid now that running back room has kind of also had some reshuffling. There's been some departures. There, there's been some additions there. Uh, what have you seen from your fellow backs in the spring that should give UCO fans excitement about your unit? Uh, you know, I would say Jalen Cottrell, you know, he kind of expanded his role, you know, as a running back. He really got moved into it last spring. So adjusting to just playing the position isn't just like something that some people can pick up and uh, I'm not saying Jalen didn't. It's just the physical aspect of it is something to get used to. I should say how I should rephrase it. You know, getting used to that physical element kind of takes more than just a, a, you know, a semester or two in it. You know, you got to build that mindset. And I feel like Jalen really just, you know, built upon his game and really uh, changed a lot of his things that, you know, he, they they said that he kind of was uh, lacking at. And then Andrew Carney came back, you know, with his hand at the end of the year. And he really showed a, a lot of good things. So, I mean, people should be excited. You know, Trayvon's coming in, uh, uh, Will Fort. So that's that's going to be a good addition. And I think one other running back. So, I mean, it should be an exciting room. And we're going to have a lot of people who can do a lot of different things, not just, you know, one thing. Uh, and we another quick question here from Miss, Mr. Perry. He asked, which team in the MIAA gives UCO the most trouble? Most trouble now. Obviously, Danny's new, so this might be a question for Jalik and obviously for Peyton. He's been here a while, so uh, I guess I'll ask Peyton first since you've been here for five years now. 
which team, in your opinion, within the within the conference gives you all the most trouble? You know, uh, depends on, like, how you want to phrase that question. You know, I feel like there's been some teams, like, Moso, I feel like we've been – We've been at this, you know, better talent and we've lost and we haven't played up to our, you know, our talent level and they've given us trouble or, you know, like Pittsburgh State, you know, we've had close games in the past when I was here and but we haven't beat them since 2014, I think. So uh, I'm I would say Pittsburgh State because, I mean, I haven't I've seen some good close games uh, before, but I just haven't we haven't really beat them consistently or really at all since 2014. And I hate to say that, but. Uh, I'd say Pittsburgh State. Now, now, speaking of Pittsburgh State here, I probably should have asked somebody this a while ago. Now, back in 2021, you remember that game? They had that – they called that penalty on you all on the punt. Did they ever explain what that penalty was? Because I'm still convinced if if they if Pitt State punched you on that football the way the offense was going, you all were going to win mm-hmm. that football game. So did they yeah. did they ever tell you what that, what that penalty was? And we were on punt return. Yeah, I think you all have like got um, to stop, and then they called a punt and again, and they called a flag and gave him a first down. They ran the clock out. I was on that. I was on that unit. Um, I'm pretty sure we either lined up in the neutral zone or, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we just lined up in the neutral zone. Okay. Yeah, because they 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 never said on the live stream, so I I didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's just a neutral zone infraction. Oh yeah, that yeah. that one yeah that one was tough because you all were down like nineteen in the fourth and you fought back yeah that, yeah it's, it's well you know and I, and in my my very first year here when I was a red shirt we we were down I think thirty five to seven or something like that and came back and we had a chance and they kicked the field goal to beat us so yeah I'm not it's just Pitt State's giving us a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, now I will turn back to to the league because down the stretch, uh, a lot of your fellow freshmen in the secondary got some burn, um, and and it was late in the season when there was still some some meaningful games. You all were getting decent amount of reps out there. So as a true freshman, kind of knowing the magnitude of the games that you all were in, I know against Kearney, um, there was Central Missouri on Senior Day. Um, there was Wasburn, I think. Like you, you all, you all were getting some some real snaps. Um, what? Like, how did you kind of manage that? Maybe that nervousness or that pressure of knowing, like, here I am, it, it, in meaningful parts of this of this game, and they're trusting me to go out here against really good receivers and and make something happen. Uh, it was just the preparation that the coaches put us through. Uh, day by day in practice, man, and uh, and meetings. They we were always, especially freshmen. It seemed like we were always over prepared because you never knew when we were gonna go in. If this was the game that we get to play a lot of snaps or no snaps, so it was more or less like when we were in meetings, everything that they talked about, eh, we wrote down. It didn't matter if it was pertaining to us or if it wasn't different position. I wrote it down, and then when we got in practice. We took, a, we took a lot of mental reps going against um, the defense sometimes when they needed bodies just so we can see how it correlates and how things should be. So we just uh, – that's how the coaches prepared us, I, I think. They just – they gave us a lot of information good for us. And, I mean, it can never be enough. 
Uh, and to and to Danny, you you mentioned a minute ago, uh, trying to to get the chemistry down with the quarterbacks on this staff. There's uh, Dawson Hurl, the the Missouri Southern transfer. How do you feel like you all as a unit and you personally are in terms of building that chemistry with both those guys? Oh, oh Danny, we can't hear you, sir. I think I think we just really needed the spring just to like get comfortable with the offense. It's a new playbook. And for a lot of guys, they never ran like a style like this school. So like me personally, I never ran like affirmation stuff for none of that. And most of the schools where the people came from, they never ran that. So just like learn the playbook, like getting comfortable with the schemes and like formations and like just like like just getting thrown in there and then just having to make plays really helped all of us. And like by the end of the spring, you could tell like most of the receivers were definitely comfortable and like just like the first string, second string, third string, you really don't know who's starting because, like, we all were making plays and there was no drop-off. So I think, like, we progressed at a normal rate, rate and, like, we just going to keep progressing heading into fall camp. Um, and and I know you, you mentioned uh, earlier when you were naming the top three guys, uh, you mentioned Madison Ridgeway. That's a guy, he was hurt early on. He had a really good game against Fort Hayes. I, I know pe- people were excited. Well, maybe, well, I was excited to see that. What have you seen out of out of him that maybe um, should 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 really have people kind of keep more of an eye on on him because obviously all the influx of talent he might kind of get lost in there. But I just know from what I saw last year, Madison's a dude. Yeah, for sure. I think just bringing in more guys to push him really helped, and like he he was always competing just as much as the next guy. So he really just impressed me, and like. Every time he made a lot of big plays, like just as much as anybody else in the room. So it was real easy to just look up to him for like if I needed help with just routes and like just being like a leader throughout the receiver group, even though most of the receivers, we all just lead all of us. But he was definitely someone you could look up to if you like needed to know the play or just like watch like if we're doing indie to watch how this is done and just like going out there and making plays was real important for us as a group for sure. Um, and I want to go to go to Peyton right quick because now you you are the elder statesman in the room. Like I, it, it's literally you, and then there's like a, a drop in terms of experience and stuff. So kind of you know you played with Clay McKenzie, I, I think mm-hmm. I believe. Right? Okay, you I played did. with Clay McKenzie. You played with guys like T.J. Roberts. Mm-hmm. You, you play you played with with a lot of guys. So kind of knowing that. Like, has that helped shape maybe your leadership style or are you approaching it with your own way of being a leader within that room? Um, I'll say this. TJ TJ and Clay were a big part of my college development at the position. Uh, I, I'll say that a hundred times. Uh, and I think we all have different leadership ways and – I, I've always taken to where, you know, how people interact with others, more so of how they lead others. You know, how do you, how do others interact outside of football, inside of football? How do they interact? You know, what makes others tick? You know, how do they, how, why are they friends almost? You know, why do they go to each other? So, you know, that's what I kind of built from, uh, you know, those two. And like, lead, when it comes to leadership, I have a unique way of leading. Uh, so I kind of try to stick to the way I lead. So, but I feel like those guys played a big part in just teaching me about the game um, and 
kind of just uh, just how little uh, knickknacks about, you know, technique stuff about running the ball, you know, because we all run the ball different. Uh, Mr. Perry has a question. I'm not sure if he's directing that towards me or to you all as well. So I'll just yeah. pose it to the yeah. to the panel here. He asked, uh, have there been any former players who have talked to you about UCO's past trip tra- distance? Now, I know for me, uh, John Fitzgerald is a very big one. Um, the the uh, color commentator on on the on the games. Obviously, he's a Hall of Famer. He was there in some of the best days of, of the program. Uh, and then I just know like some of the guys Peyton played with. Yeah. Right, there's mm-hmm. Trey Wormington, uh, yeah. guys like Eli Hooks. Right, yeah. um, Colton McKin- uh, Colton McKenzie. Uh, Colton right. Lindsay, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, Clay kind of uh, Clay's kind of been in Texas, but he's shown up. Um, I know Jake uh, Gandra. He's came through. Um, I'm trying to think of some others because I know there. Josh uh, Birmingham's been pretty. You know, he does videoing for the games and stuff. But he came talked to the the team before these two were on the team. But uh, Coach Kalelo, uh, Coach K, he kind of he's trying to make that a thing. He brought somebody in uh, and talked to us about uh, kind of like the tradition in the 2000s because a lot of it's been more recent. You know. Yeah, I think that's interesting uh, dynamic here because Danny and Jalik, like Danny's being new, but like Jalik yeah. came last year, and that, that was the first winning season you all had since twenty nineteen. So I feel like there's kind of a difference when he signed. Would have been twenty twenty eighteen, right? Twenty eighteen. Oh yeah, 2018, 2018 yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. So when he signed, it was different than when Peyton Scott signed because Peyton yeah. Scott signed. You know, they're coming off. Record setting offenses, yeah, seven, eight win seasons. J- so, uh, like, Jarrell Jackson sold me, <laughs> sold me a good, a good pie, a good pie. <laughs> so, so like, yeah. so it, it is kind of weird to seeing that that difference. So, um, like to the three of you, obviously last year was a great step in the right direction. You got the winning record, but I feel like there was still some meat left on that bone. How are you all approaching this offseason to make sure that next year, that this coming season is even better than last season? Jalik, you can take that. We're taking more of the uh, the we approach instead of the me approach, which was, it was a bad thing last year. We had a whole lot of me, me, me situations on the field. You know, this guy battling against this guy, and we're on the same team. When we're out on that field, we're wearing the same jersey. I mean, that's my brother. It's we have to, we're taking the step in the right direction of holding guys accountable instead of saying the me, it's we. We are we are a team. We are holding each other accountable and we're taking great steps and bounds into that direction. But it only goes up from here, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I think is gonna be the game changer from this season to last season. Yeah. And I'd say I'd like to add like I think we have to build consistency and this is something that we always talk about is like being consistent through a work week. And that's something that I felt like we started to understand in aspects of how we went about each other with uh, grades and things like that throughout the years, really understanding what it means to be consistent, whether uh, rather than being like uh, a boom bust type of person, whether that's in the weight room, whether that's in the classroom, 
film on the field, you know, trying to stay consistent. We don't need great one day and bad the other. We just need your bet, you know, a good line of uh, being good, if that makes any sense. And I, and I know Danny, Danny being new, like have have you kind of seen what both Caden, what both Caden and Angelica said as far as playing for each other and kind of stringing together a row of good days consistently? Yeah, for sure. I think one of the things that it can all go back to leadership, and definitely I can say for the receiver position, we don't have like one big leader for all of us. We kind of just lead as a group, and everybody just like listens to everybody like we don't have no fights we just all understand each other and i think that's real key and then like you can see how it just like helps us when we're actually going out there and playing and i think the number one thing we need to work on that receivers is consistency for sure and i think there was a lot of days where we're one hand catching we're going like 80 percent completion in skelly or we catching all the balls in there some days where everybody dropping it and like just having a bad day is kind of contagious and we just like we just like talked about like all the like drops is contagious, not trying is contagious. You see someone else do it, you're gonna feel comfortable not to do it. So the number one thing we like gonna work on going to fall camp in the season is definitely consistency and like having high expectations across the board. Uh, we have another question from Mr. Perry, which I think is a is a good one here. He asked which player hits the hardest. I, I will I guess I should probably pose Peyton first. Um <laughs> he's a running back. I don't know he gets hit quite a bit. Uh, so who would you say currently is the hardest hitter on the on the on the team? Uh, you know, uh, we've only had like kind of like a couple, you know, live scrimmages, you know, and I haven't really got dinged like that. And that's not saying nobody hits hard. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I, let me put this out there. No, I'm not saying nobody hits hard. I just haven't been dinged like that. So. Uh, I do know Jack Puckett does come with that stuff in that run. Like, in blocking, blocking is a different story. But, like, when we're blocking, Jack Puckett, ooh, you know, that's that's a big fella. And then, uh, you know, Hudson. Hudson comes with that stuff on nah, for real. blood construction. Hey, hey, Danny can test on that. You know, it's nah, hard blocking. It's hard blocking Hudson. And I'll tell you, it's hard blocking Jack Puckett, you know. Uh, it is it's very hard <laughs> blocking both of those people. And obviously, I'd say, like, you know, shouts out to my big man, Hunter Largent. I mean, that's a big guy. He, anytime he touches you, it, it, you feel it. Him and Zane, you feel it. Yeah, sure. uh, Jalik, you have a preference on, on who you think uh, hits this the hardest on your, your fellow defensive unit there? Yes, me. Now I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, side eye. <laughs> man, Buck. Yeah. Uh, oh, Dylan Buck. Well, I forget. Ooh. Can I? I'm when sorry. That, I forgot oh, he was. I forgot yeah. he was. He man, was, when he he was hurt. He was hurt. He uh, was at, at the back end of the of the spring. I'm sorry, Dylan Buckeye. Hands down, hits the hardest. Himself. Hits the when he hits. Yeah. He yeah. hurt me, and I'm not being. Yeah, 100. percent You feel it. Yeah. No, Dylan Buckeye hits the hardest. There the is, hardest. Yeah, there's nobody who compares to him. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. It, it, I'm sorry. I forgot. He was hurt. He was hurt, and he didn't play in the last two scrimmages, so I did forget that Dylan Buckeye comes with that. And Shout out, Buckeye. Shout out, Dylan Buckeye. Okay. 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 Interesting. Okay. That's, that's that John Lynch. That. That's that John Lynch. 
I'm being a hundred percent like <laughs> Buck does not care. Buck does not care. He doesn't care if you're his friend, if you're his teammate, if you're on defense with him, on special teams with him, friendly fire. Marlo's the same way. Marlo just a friendly fire. <laughs> We'd be in film watching, come on, man, or we'll be giving out pink nails. Marlo getting hammers on his own teammates. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like I saw a few times last year, Marlo just flying in. I was like, Marlo, man, we, we got to be hitting the right color jersey, my guy. We're just flying in nah, there. Nah, trigger, trigger. Just fly in there, my man. It's like, Marlo, man. That's... Those, two, those two will fly in there no matter what and hit whatever. Man, now, 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 driver. now, 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 I have to ask now, were you, were you ever hit by Jakari Hunt at all? No, but I don't think, I, I think there was guys on that team that hit harder than Jakari. Oh, yes, at, at 100%. Yeah, yeah that, but that was... Jakari did come with that, you know, but Dylan Hall, Dylan Hall before this, like there's, Dylan Hall was a, a brick, so there was there was there's some times he hit me in practice and I felt it for a couple of minutes. And hey, and I'll tell you this, a guy in the past also Colby Underwood, he's a very, you know, small guy. He was like 160. I'm probably giving him some pounds. But Colby Underwood came with that's my only concussion ever. He hit me on the sideline. Uh, only concussion ever. So Really? Okay. I would yes. not have thought he, that. He came with it. He came with it. He was he was a smaller guy. Hey, but he was a Texas kid, so, hey, so, he, so he, he had a knack. So what we're saying then is that then with about by, by by that logic, then Jalik technically being a Texan, then he's got to uphold that that legacy now. And well, I mean, if you're from that, Texas, you gotta. If you're from Texas, you gotta. I mean, you gotta. They claim the you know the best football, so you gotta uphold that. And which I'm not saying man, we we have debates in locker in the locker room at lunch. I'm a guy who's like Texas is way better than Oklahoma. There's a couple teams that can compete with some Texas teams, uh, but there was 30 guys drafted from Texas. There's four from Oklahoma. So, <laughs> well, well, Jalik, I, I hate you know. I I guess now you're gonna have to. Have to make some uh, hits this year. I, you know, I, I feel like you've kind of been, you know, you got to carry that on now. I, I think he's kind of issued a challenge. You know, the Texans in the past, been hard hitters. I, I, now you got to uphold just playmakers. So. they just been playmakers. I, I, I so, give you that. That was definitely a shot fired. Um, uh, Man, Jaleek, I, I think you tackled I mean, he just said, you know, Texas kid hit her. I'm sorry. My bad. I'll just start hitting you from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa, you got to put Jaleek with a bounty on my head. I was just saying, take kids hit hard. Jaleek, Jaleek's a good tackler. No, hey, hey. Not a good tackler. You know, Jaleek's not good. Look. Oh, you. Wow, Jaleek Lewis, you going to do that to me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, 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 I do have to ask Jaleek now because uh, – when I was looking at the stats last year, right, I saw, you know, Kobe Stevens had an interception or two. Monte Davis had an interception or two. I think Trayvon Craig had an interception or two. Aaron Hamilton had an interception or two. And I'm just sitting there thinking, like, Jalik should be on this list. So are you getting an interception this year? Like, are you going to atone 
for Northeastern State drop. Like I feel like you're obligated to get a to get a pick this year. I also feel like I'm obligated to get many picks this year. <laughs> yeah. I will atone for the drop picks in North, against Northeastern. Okay. 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 Now, 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 Danny, I'm just saying you you might got to offer some pointers there. I, I just, because I just, again, like I, I'm, I'm going to have to send you that uh, clip that he had, the uh, dropped uh, pick six he had against Eastern State. I, it, he folded it out there. Like, that's the part that made it worse. It wasn't like it was a bullet path. It was floated out in the flat. We need them. And it, it just, oh, oh, it's just it's bad. It's bad. Uh, <laughs> now, um, going to back, uh, back to the league. Now, you all lost at least three contributors. <laughs> <laughs> you all lost at least three contributors to graduation there. Um, so, like, how has that kind of battle been to – get those reps that guys like Vaughn and Trayvon and um, Marco had last year? Like, how how, how is that comp- competition going to, to fight for those snaps? I think that competition has uh, – it's done – it's doing a really good job for us on the DB side because uh, you got <laughs> Morty Ray, uh, Makai Elt, Amante Davis. Um, you got guys like that. They're just fighting on a day-to-day basis trying to get that spot because, honestly, there is no solidified spot in that corner room just because they're all fighting so much, like uh, Keyshawn and uh, Tavius McDonald. They're all working hard every day, trying to get bigger, trying to get faster, and they're all just perfecting their craft to the point where there's times they don't even come out, like, on practice. They don't even come out. They just they take everybody's reps because they want to get that much better. They want to go to that next level with their game. And I, I enjoy it. I like it. I love seeing it on film. When guys don't come out, they just stay consistent. Um, I need to address a question here by, by, uh, by Mr. Perry. Uh, Mr. Perry, I, I have reached out to a few wrestlers. Nothing's developed yet. I did have one with Dalton Abney, but we kept having to change times, and we have it linked, linked up. So definitely going to try to do more of that in the uh, – Future because I know obviously that's a very good program. Yeah, so the wrestling, yeah, they're, they're solid. Wrestling, man, Natty, yeah. solid. Um, I guess to for for Danny now, um, because you mentioned this, it's it's a lot of like you might be first string one day, third string the next day. So kind of knowing the the up and down of that depth chart. Like how how do you kind of not get too down when you see your name move down a peg, and not get too up when you see your name move up a peg? Yeah, I I think it's hard not to get like too up when you move up. Definitely when you just got here, but I think definitely when you're down, you just gotta stay consistent and trust your time's gonna come. Cause even if you're going with the threes or the twos, you still gonna get reps like in one on ones or Skelly, and like you still gonna get team reps. So. When, like, the ball's thrown to you, you just got to make a play. And, like, really when you down, like, at the threes or twos, every time the ball comes to you, it's like you want to, like, you want to, like, score with it just to, like, like move up. So I think it, like, does a really job, good job helping. Uh, and I, I want to I go to Peyton because uh, being an elder statesman, you've seen a lot of games. Now, I, I harped on that Northeastern State game last year because the level of execution 
that I saw mainly in that first half, but really throughout that whole game, I feel like I had not seen that in my time covering dating back to pretty much when you signed. Um, would you have agreed with that statement? Like that was the most, because it seemed like after that first round by, by, by Northeastern State, like a switch was flipped and it was yeah. just like a thorough beatdown time. Mm-hmm. Like, did you did you kind of feel like that was different than maybe other blowout wins in the past? I mean, I, I think that for this team, it was crucial. You know, I know in the past when we blew out team, you know, we blew a team, you know, NSU out, we scored 80 on them, right? It wasn't important for us as much as, you know, we needed that. You know, I feel like uh, that NSU team was a lot better than the NSU team we played, you know, when we beat them by 80 or a Lincoln team, you know. And to blow them out and, like, how we execute, execution is so crucial on the offensive side, you know being able to execute consistently. And that's what we showed in that first uh, that first half is just, you know, a team that uh, if we do our jobs right, that's going to be the outcome. And it really doesn't, you know, really matter who's on the other side. It's about our execution, you know. So, 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 so then as a follow-up, I want to pose this to both Peyton and Julie because they were here last year. Knowing then that that's what this team is capable of, when that's the case, how can you all go about trying to get that for 11 of 11 games instead of maybe, say, five or six out of 11 games? Like, how can how can you all kind of build towards making that where, like, people know that that's what they're going to see out of a UCO a team every time they step on the field? Uh, it's just the – it's just what we've been beating on the whole time, the biggest word that I've heard all day is uh, consistency, man. It's just we we as a group have to be consistent with everything that we do. We have to be consistent with Monday. We have to be consistent with Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and so on. And we can't, have, we can't allow a bad day to stop us from still being consistent and being good and focusing on what's mm. the goal. And the bigger goal is going to be 11, if that makes sense. And that's uh, and that comes in the summer, you know, really building in the summer. We're gonna, you know, I know all, you know, all of us can attest to this. You know, the summer is a really building block. It's a real building session for this team, and knowing each other, knowing each other outside of football is something that I feel like hasn't happened in the past. And like with meal plans and stuff like that that were added on, we were eating after you know workouts on campus and guys who are off campus who you usually wouldn't see are on campus now. So like building those and in interactions help helps us really connect with each other to really check each other and keep each other accountable. It's not a stranger, you know. It's a guy you see all the time, a guy you talk to all the time. So yeah, focusing on that, uh, us being focused and being consistent is like that main thing in the summer that we're going to be building. And, you know, we do things uh, internally to grade everybody and check everybody. And that's something that we're going to do as leaders and, you know, people who aren't even the leaders on the team, we're going to try to check each other and try to be, you know, the highest accounted uh, out of everybody in this uh, league, hopefully. Um. I know Mr. Perry has a, has a question. I'm, I'm away on that because that's something I feel like can be saved to put it in. I will get to it, Mr. Perry. I promise I will. Um, so you all, you, you, you mentioned the summer. So I pose this to each of you. Like, what, 
what are you all's goals for the off season? What what do you hope to accomplish to set each of yourselves up for great success heading into fall camp? Um, the thing that's gonna set us up for the greatest success is gonna be like what uh P. Scotty said, man. Hanging out outside of football is gonna be is gonna be big for us. Like, there's things that me and P. Scotty might relate on, but there's things me and Danny we don't know about each other. But man, it's just the relations outside of football. And when summer comes, hanging out, you know, going to eat with each other, and then we work out to each other. Danny's gonna know how to push me even more, and I'm gonna know how to push Danny even more when we start connecting and building bonds. Just like P. Scotty knows how to push me a lot better than a lot of people. But that's because he knows he can trust me and I can trust him. Yeah. And four legs, it's going to help us a lot when we get into the summer. I think we've done a great job of building that bond in the offseason so far. But it can it only gets it only goes yeah. higher. We can only take more steps. We can't go backwards. Yeah. Daddy. I think one thing we need to work on as an offensive because like just consistency because there was a lot of days where we was just doing whatever we wanted to the defense and there were sometimes the defense was picking us off every player like yeah or like picking us off or like we couldn't get no yards so I think just with the quarterbacks just and the receivers just getting the chemistry down and like knowing who to go through on each player just like feeling comfortable or, and trusting the receivers and I think just same with the O-line just like just everybody just getting chemistry and just like getting the time down yeah I think, you know, all of this is just us getting mentally stronger. You know, I feel like us, us, the physical side is going to come, you know, and that's our job, you know, the physical, that's why we're athletes, you know, but the uh, mental, the mental strength aspect of it, that's what we have to improve on as a whole, as a team. And we got some maturing to do as a whole, as a team. So if we're mentally t- strong and when we are, there's no if, I'm sorry. When we come back out of the summer mentally stronger than we did in the uh, spring, that's also going to carry us for 11 games is the mental strength that we're going to have and the physical strength. But that's what that's what's going to build everything, you know, and help everything on the field is our mental strength. And Coach K is going to do a great job and the strength and conditioning coaching, uh, coaching staff is going to do a great job of uh, preparing us mentally uh, and physically for our our task ahead. Now, now I felt obligated to ask this question, now, Danny. Now, when you said there was days the defense just was picking you off, what was was the man who whose video above you now was he one of those people that was getting the interceptions? And I, I, I feel like I had to ask this question. That. I'll let him answer that. You let me answer that. Your answer is correct. <laughs> Okay, wait. So we have tangible evidence then that he can get an interception. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So did I? Okay. I'm. I, did I need to see? Did I need to see it this year? Because if not, I'm telling you, come game eleven, if there is not an interception next to your name in the stat sheet, I'm, I'm gonna come to you and be like, "Hey, I, I just remember <laughs> way back in May." He has it on his SD card. He just has it on his SD card on his, on his external drive. I got a little video of you. Pull the clip up be like, now, now, you you said you were giving attention this year. Uh, so, okay. Okay, well, good. Uh, well, we have a few questions here. Um, 
The first question from Mr. Brian Perry uh, asks, who has the best music collection on the team? Peyton Scott. What? I mean, I'm a me and Jalik, we're on the same level. I'm old. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm 23, but I got a taste like I'm 45, 50. And that's why so you know, I listen to everything, but I know I know a lot of people on the team would not want to listen to, you know, a lot of the stuff I listen to. So I'm not gonna say I got the best. Danny, do you, do you have an opinion on uh, on uh, I, I say the best is probably is probably Kev, a little uh, freshman receiver, and then I say the worst, <laughs> the worst, the worst is Cayman Bradford. Ooh, they listen to the same music. What you talking the about? Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. Kev, Kev listens to a little bit more little baby and a little bit little dirt. You're right. That's smooth. It's all, yeah. it, it's all it's all old NBA young boy. Like you know who you came to listen to? Just NBA young boy. Uh Trippy Red, Lil Uzi yeah, Bird. Oh yeah, he got a little six nine in there too. Six nine? That's yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. It's a, sty- it's a stylistic thing. It's a stylistic thing uh in the locker that. room. You know, mm-hmm. some some people would really enjoy that that vibe. I, you know, that's what I'm just saying. Okay, okay. Now, now, wait, wait. Now, that is basically a follow question because when I brought Hunter Largen on, now he took great offense <laughs> to people saying he was country bad sucks. on the ox because they don't know real country. Now, I just want to give you all a chance there to address that. Stuff. Is that the case, or is it just? He has to read the room. He has to read the room. He has great country music. Hunter Larger has some of the best country music playing yeah. in the locker room, but he plays it at the wrong time. Like right before Way the game. Time. I don't want to hear country music. That is not mm-hmm. the time to play country music before the game. You know, nobody, I don't want to hear it. Nobody wants to hear no, that. Nobody want to hear it, period. I want to hear it. You know, Hey, I say this. I say this. You gotta, you gotta let, you gotta let it happen. You know, you gotta let it happen a little bit. That make, on now, that, guys. Make not, that make me not want to play football. <laughs> so you're telling me, you're telling me, Danny, if we walked in, we walked in, and it's just like a, we had a team meeting that day, right? No football or whatever, and they're playing country in the locker room. Like that's just how it is, man. Like you think those I'm guys walk in and want to hear NBA YoungBoy? No, I, I want to hear it. I, <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. I wanna hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yep. Yeah. But that's I mean, the point. Everybody has different music tastes. Yeah. And he has good music. It just nobody wants to hear that right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stuff out here. Stuff out here on the ox. Uh now we do have a question from your uh you all's uh, well not not the Jalik and Payton's former teammate Dante McGee. He asked, and I'm pretty sure he's hoping that he's the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> Which old head do y'all miss the most? Love y'all boys. Uh, Sabor Daniels. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> um I, I was gonna name somebody really, really off kilter, but uh, yeah, we love we love Dante. We miss all our old heads. We miss Slater. We miss we miss Rob Fuentes. I mean, we miss them all. Jordan Levu. I, I can go down the list, man. It's I'll, I'll, I'll say this, like, I love I love those guys because, you know, a lot of those guys were the guys who went through, you know, a transition and didn't know what was on the other side, but stuck it out. So that takes a lot of courage and that takes, you know, a lot of confidence in yourself. 
Jalit, you have a old a old headache, Mr. Most. Can't hear you. Can't hear you, sir. No. No, bro. What did you do? Yep. Yep. No. Okay. Well, while he rejoins, we'll go to the next question by Mr. Perry. He asked, "What are your majors and your plans after college?" You got yeah, it. it. Oh, okay. I do. It. Um. Well, my uh, degree was in professional media. I had a minor in public relations. Uh, I'll be pursuing my uh, master's degree in strategic communications it's leadership and communications uh but i'll be ga and after i get done playing and in college I'll be yeah hear me uh, yes yeah. sir okay what was the question asked i didn't hear any of it oh, oh okay so <laughs> the first question was do do you have an old head that you miss the most that i miss the most oh 100%. Yeah. man trayvon craig in this order specifically, Trayvon Craig, <laughs> this is top five, Rob Slater, Levu. Then we're gonna have, then we're gonna have to jump a little bit, and Dante's at the bottom. And we'll put like Vaughn and Marco in. <laughs> yeah, you're Good funny. Love, you're you're funny. Wow. You're hey, you're funny. You're funny. <laughs> Shout out to Marco. Shout out to my man Marco. Shout out to Marco. Shout out to all my Devon. Yeah, I was about to say. Shout oh, out I ain't gonna do Dante early like that, though, bro. Come on, put a bad line, bro. Nah, I uh, I really do appreciate those older guys, man. They taught me a lot in the short time that I was here, especially Dante, man. Dante taught me just he just taught me how to eat in the calf, how to be smart in the cafeteria. That's a dude you need to go to when you need a you know you need some advice on eating. He's gonna let you know. This now, that guy, that guy, beans in the pork. That guy was the guy who uh, was here when it was just a, a sketch. Ah, he was he was recruited on the dream. I, I at least yeah, him and Johnny, yeah, him and JB, <laughs> him and Johnny. Yeah. I at least saw the building. You know, I knew it was po- you know possible, but they they were like, "Hey, we might be building this." <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like they were they were there when the coach's office was like in the corner of Hamilton Fieldhouse. Hey, was, I was here. Hey, I was there for that. But the pick numbers that that like yeah, small that's... crammed <laughs> office, you know. <laughs> Oh, you know, I, actually, I played Dante in high school when he was at UConn. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. When Man, was that? I'm not. It was 2016. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> These guys oh, would say wow. I played 1983 or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I played Dante wow. when he was at UConn. It's tough. I mean, listen. The man's highlights on Huddle are in HD. Thank you very much. All right. You gotta yes, let, yes. let him lay off the man here. Now. They had him listed at 6'7 uh, when we were in high school. He played safety. He played <laughs> linebacker. He played tight end. Bro, wait, they have him listed at 6'7? Yeah, he's like 6'4. Bro, well, okay. I can't I can't say too much because they had him listed at 275, I think. <laughs> that's right. No, that's <laughs> right. I hope he stayed watching. And that is his correct weight is 275. He's 10 pounds lighter than Daxton Williams. I hope he's watching. 
Yeah, I saw that, and I asked. Him, I was like, Dante, now I'm going to ask you. They say you have a two seventy five, and he's like, No. Oh man! Oh wait, now Dante's going to come in and say, Man. We ain't gotta bring up them high school days. My team was booty cheeks. They were they were zero and ten. They were zero and eleven, and they played ten games. Oh, oh the shame! That's tough, man. That's that's tough. Uh, okay. Well, Danny, well, what is your major and your plans for after college? I'm I'm majoring in general studies, and I plan to coach high school football. Yeah. Jalik, what's your major and your plans after college? Uh, my major is mass communications, and I really want to get into some type of form of uh, sports broadcasting. Okay, 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 good, good, okay. Uh, I know Peyton hosts the uh, the uh, what, 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 what is that that show? The show on you campus. you on Brannick do right? Isn't that something that Brannick? And well, Scott we did do? the we did inside Bronco sports. Yeah, there uh, we go. During, uh, uh, inside Bronco basketball during. Mm-hmm. The season and uh Brennick was hosting and we'd have Bob Hoffman on and I did some directing on that uh as well as some producing um and then uh we did the inside Bronco sports so I hosted and then I did some reporting as well okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so if I was lit yeah I, I'd get into that I know you're a mass calm so hey I've seen your I've seen your uh your reel I've seen your reel uh let me say this before we get on I've seen your reel uh, coming out of your whole pro- portfolio, yeah, capstone. That's who they show for uh sports. So. Who tell me who mine? Yeah, really? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't remember what I had yeah. on that thing, bro. Because I know yeah, your website, the whole thing. Really they had that? Maybe they did. Yeah, it's been so long now. I don't know because I know I, I don't even know what was even in there, bro. I I, could, <laughs> I really couldn't even tell you what was in there because I know uh. Trevor Stone and I, we did like radio, yeah, the campus radio, and then um, you're right. Yeah, that, I saw that. Yeah, because I was the sports editor for the for the Vista, so I kind of took liberties on the football coverage, and that's okay. what I do right now. I'm the sports editor. Oh, would you look at? Okay, now, okay, now I have to say this: you got to make sure there's somebody there for every home game. Pay. I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay. Last year there was no one there from the Vista. It hurt my soul. I'm like, why is there no one here? Well, thank you for telling me that. I'll yeah, so I, I'm gonna need okay. someone that because I have at least one person there. Like, yeah. I, I, just, I took it. Yeah, I took it over in the spring. Uh, okay. So, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, so I'll be yeah, doing just, it. I'll be doing it in the fall as well. So, okay, yeah, I, yeah, sure yeah, just, yeah. Please, yeah, please, please do because there, there was like nobody there, and I was like, "What are we doing?" And I asked Brandon, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I have no clue." Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's awesome. gonna change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So Dante also chimed in. He said, "Quote." I've never weighed 275, not ever. The max I weighed was 265 this past this past season. He was 245. So okay, he was. He was probably 250. That's a lot. He's probably 250. He was not 245. Dante was 300 my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, nah. I like to give him. I like to give him a little stuff because you know. Daxton, I played with Daxton. Daxton's a good friend of mine, good friend of Dante's. And Daxton was maybe 300 pounds. I'm, that that might be a shot at him, but he was 285 for sure, 290 for sure. So, and Coach Donald calls him fat all the time. And they have a little nickname, but I won't say that on here. But, yeah, they call him fat uh, 
all the time. But I think you look good just the way you are, Dante. <laughs> oh, it's tough out here. Tough out here. No, dude, don't bring up Ross. Don't, don't, don't bring up the trainer. He has no credibility in this. In this argument, he has no credibility. I'm sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the wrong person to bring up in this for, credi- uh, for, for credibility. I'm sorry. Tough. It's tough. Now, <laughs> now I feel obligated also to ask you, Peyton, because I know when you, when you came on here the first time, and the background picture was you wearing the yellow pants. And I know this year the yellow pants finally made the glorious return. How how yeah. how satisfying was it for you? We wanted to learn the yellow pants was gonna make make a return. Well, we won a game in them, so I knew they weren't cursed, like <laughs> but uh yeah, I think I think the yellow pants are a good look. Uh I don't know. I don't know what to, I think we will have yellow pants, a new look yellow pants this year. So uh, I know that's something you'll like to see. Uh, there'll be a little bit of a uniform change from the shows. Uh, I give that little tidbit out. But um, yeah, the yellow pants are the best. I like them. I love them. I want yeah, some more of them. Yeah, good. Yeah, because I, I brought that to Coach Doyle's attention. I was like, nah, I'm just going to say this because Vane Scott's really hounding for the yellow pants to make a comeback. So and I saw that I was like, this man has to be feeling some kind of satisfaction knowing I love that yellow. yellow pants. That's back. that's my favorite color. So that the yellow pants are back. Uh, sandite. I'm a sandite. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And now I, now I know that you did mention teasing the new uniforms. I gotta say that all white combo you all broke out against Northeastern State. I was like, man. Yeah, they are nice. I, I mean, because I because you know I'm 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 used to that uh to that to that old gray alternate. That they used to wear on this, you know what I'm talking about. That old... That's a that, that's a specialist. That's a specialist wear right now. Uh, Shouts out to my guys, DP. You know Darren Perry. Shouts out yeah. to those guys in gray. Shouts yeah, out to my guys in gray. Like those used to be like the season, the home opener, like every year. That was the year. I <laughs> was the jersey. So I'm glad that we've evolved to what we did. Like I'm not gonna let like. Like Danny and Jalik don't know this, but like there was a time where we didn't think we'd ever see a white helmet again. Like, <laughs> like might not happen again. Like it, it just was like, <laughs> what? Oh I'm no, I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. joking. You can't just bring the white helmets now. Yeah, like I, I never forget what was that? That the Missouri Western game post COVID with the white helmet. I remember seeing that and I was like, oh boy, like we have yeah, arrived first. now. Yeah, first game post COVID. Hey, that you. was a that was a great game. Yeah, but I'm telling you, like that, when that white helmet first debuted, when I saw that in the uh, performance center, I was like, Brandon, are you telling me that there's a chance for getting white helmets? And he wouldn't confirm or deny. Yeah. But just seeing that, I was like, man. So 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 seeing what I saw when you all played uh, North, Northeastern State, I was like, man, this is some top notch stuff right there. Like even John Fitzgerald had to have to admit, okay, yeah, that was. That was clean, and he's a stickler for the, yeah, know, the traditional, yeah, the fit. traditional. Yeah. So I was like, okay, now when he's on board, then we got something. That's, so. that's an all American, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, well, before I let you fellows go, uh, I also have to ask now because the the NFL draft is over and done. Now I know Peyton's a fellow Steelers fan. Uh, are you as satisfied as I am with that draft that that we had? Because I was surprised we traded up again. <laughs> 
and then we got an offensive tackle. I, I was about to cry tears of joy right there. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I felt like a kid on Christmas. <laughs> Darnell, Darnell Washington, I was like, <laughs> well, I felt like they, a kid on Christmas. Well, I felt like a kid him, on Christmas. When they picked him, I'm like, wait, is this Pittsburgh taking the best player available? APJ? <laughs> JPJ? I mean, we're going to have Joey Porter Jr. I mean, his dad was a stud. I mean, I felt like a little kid. And that's not to speak. The kid from Purdue is supposedly oh, yeah. Yeah, like one of the biggest sleepers in the draft. He's 6'3". You know, both those guys 6'3", playing corner. I mean, I feel like it. Ooh, I feel I feel excited to watch it. And obviously, Broderick, uh, Broderick is going to be a game changer. Who do you think – I will ask you this question. Who do you think he replaces, Dan Moore or uh, Chuck? Oh. Uh, I mean, it's it's it's, it's got to be Dan Moore, right? Like I, hmm. I I feel like Dan Moore is. I mean, again, he was a fourth rounder, but yeah, yeah. I just think that'd be Dan Moore. I will say I was disappointed they signed Mason Rudolph back today. I was like, come on. Why I mean, Mitchell you- Trubisky, Mr. Mitchell Trubisky seems to be out of uh, out of Pittsburgh. <sighs> yeah, Akila Witherspoon's uh, supposedly on his way out of Pittsburgh. Yeah, as well, because well, so. they 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 signed uh, Luke Luke Picaro. Yeah, uh, yeah. So then, yeah, I figured that you know, you know, Pittsburgh's cheap. You know, they get yeah. they get hey. often. Yeah, they'll do it. Uh, Danny, now I know you're a Saints fan. I saw they took Jake Hayner there, like third or fourth round. You think he could be the future franchise quarterback down there? I don't, I don't know. We're gonna have to see how they're doing the preseason. I mean, I we just signed Derek Carter four year contract, and then we got Jameis. So even when Derek Carr's done. Even when Derek Carr's done, Jameis, he's gonna get another shot to start. And yes. he's the number two pick. He went four and one before he got hurt. So he just needed five thousand yard passer. Nah, he can do it. Yeah. He can play. So we're gonna see. Now, now, how hurt were you when when Sean Payne came out of retirement and then decided he wanted to coach Denver instead? Like I know you were holding out hope. That maybe Dennis Allen was a placeholder, right? He comes back from Detroit, yeah, yeah, yeah. slide him in there. Uh, but he's now in Denver. So as a Saints fan, like how you how you feeling about that? Nah, I was kind of salty about it. I mean, it's never gonna it's never gonna feel right seeing him on that team. But any, if we ever play the Broncos, we need to smoke him by like sixty, and we can we can do it. Dennis Allen, he a good defensive coordinator. He he be putting us in the right position to win. So I believe in him, and I think we actually gonna be straight this year. Now, J- Jalik, remind me again who your favorite team was. I can't remember offhand. Um, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I've come to the realization that uh, my favorite team wasn't a team. It was just my favorite player, and that's Aaron Rodgers. And when he gets, I fell out of love with Green Bay, and I was like, "Yeah, me and Green Bay it just won't work anymore." I, don't, I just don't. Buy. Just, I like Jets though. Jets, man, they're gonna be pretty good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> Jets. You gotta learn it. Stop. Stop. Okay. Okay. Uh well we do have a final question here from Mr. Mr. Perry. He said, which game that UCO has won left you on the floor completely drained? Now I know for for me, I think it was that Champs Heart of Texas Bowl with the, the with the comeback for the ages. Uh, we know our dear friend Dante McGee kind of helped spark that. That was insane. I, I just remember like Watching that, like they had a good opening drive. I think Chandler scored a touchdown. Things went very bad. And next thing I know, it's like touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. And then um Colt Ninja gets the pick to, to end the game. And I'm just sitting there like speechless. So because Peyton's been here you know, longer. So 
which game to you kind of had that similar feeling? And it's and I'm reading the question. It says that he, uh, that we won. Uh, mm-hmm. Washburn in um, 2019 when we went mm, to Washburn. That was a good one. That was a good. You one. know, that was a really that was a really intense game. A really uh, you know, hard hitting game. And both the teams really wanted to win in that game. You know, we were both like five and six, four and seven around there. So they kick it off and they you know they threw it back. It was a crazy ending. Like I say that like. That was a pretty uh, intense game. That and then um, that or the the Carney game in 2019 was. Mm, yeah, when uh, when uh, yeah. Jacory like hold it over in the end. Yeah, I remember that. Too. Yeah, Brian Burns. He jumped uh, jumped on a. He, he had it caused a fumble on the the boundary side, on the visitor side. It was a it was a good it was a really good game. But, yeah, I'm, I remember the Washburn game too because like Chandler Garrett like wheeled him down there, and then it should have been a yeah. late hit call. Was it didn't call, yeah. but yeah, they got the field goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Jalik's only been here for eleven games, but uh, is there any of those eleven games that that kind of fit that bill for you? Uh, it's got to be like a toss up between like I want to say important North uh, Northwest, like the mental frustration in those games was just crazy because like because so both games were just so close we were on edge like the whole entire time like ready like ready for the next play ready for the next everything man and I was at the end of that game I mean I was just mentally just exhausted like man we won but dang that was a great game it was just one of those games man I and I, I gotta ask now, Danny, are you still are you still playing uh NCA fourteen? Uh, I keep putting it on mute. Yeah, I was just I was just playing earlier today. Uh Danny, we gotta we gotta play. I play every day. Wait, hold on, wait a minute, what now? Wait, wait, wait. I play every day. I play every day. Wait a minute, how do we buy money? What? Yeah, I play every day. We gotta play. I, I, I play it on the PS2. I got NCO8 on the PS2, oh, NCO9 on the PS2. Yeah, but 08 has that like yeah, but you gotta if, if you're gonna go PS2 though, you gotta go like NCO6 though. Ooh, I mean, I'm a big fan of 08. I'm a big fan of 08, but I'm a Pat White. Like, I think Pat White's one of the best players in NCA franchise history. He was unstoppable running the option on that game. But yes. Those are good. I do have those as well, but okay. uh, yeah, I, I, I all was those not, NCAs, I, I love them. I was not worried. It's okay. Now, now, Danny, now, are we still doing that that Idaho dynasty? Yeah, for sure. I'm in like year seven now, so I've just been bored just playing. Yeah, now, and I have to ask Peyton now: Do you low lock cheese? Because Danny brought to my attention this yeah. man low lock cheeses, bro. Like, do we not have any integrity when building a dynasty? I, I, I mean, isn't that like the whole point is to grind it out, you know, recruit realistically? Yeah, and that's in, and uh, I kind of do that. I mean, I try to, I try to only uh, recruit guys who play are going to play here. You know, I try to do it as realistic as I can. I'm not going to get a bunch of five stars and have them. You know, I'm, I'm not going to have eighty of them. That just doesn't make the game fun. You know, I like to have a guy who's seventy three but is fast or something like that. You know, see how good you know he could fit into the system. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I, we all play different. I'm through, but I, I don't play PS2 or instead OA, so I don't yeah. know about them. Well, that's on PS3 too. When I'm playing, I'm at Maryland right now. Like, 
my recruiting, like, we're good, but I don't like to try to overpower us. I try not to get five-star upon five-star. See, see, that's the way to do it. See, you got you got to get that organic build. You over here yeah. trying to jump the gun and compete with Bama year one. Yeah, you, you putting it – you put well. I mean, we competing. We competing because this offense I'm running is uh, amazing. I I mean, I'm one of the best coordinators in the country. But no, nah, so the now, defense now we, is probably gonna suck. Now, now we not spamming the the four verse and the read option, are we? Read well. We run triple. We run triple out of pistol, out of shotgun. Uh, we do it all, and then we then we spread them out. Go empty. Uh, nah, yeah. Of, yeah, but I'm running a lot of posts, a lot of corners, you know. Sure. We do verts, but there's always a post, a post concept underneath it or something. Like I'm I'm I like to try to make it like make me feel like I'm coaching a game, you know. I don't like to just spam certain plays. Okay. okay. I think uh <laughs> I think there's a Carson Trimble's also an NCAA guy as well. So uh I'd like to I'd like to play Carson. He, yeah, so you might want to add I'd like to play Danny too. Before, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I think Danny runs like a multiple offense where he uses fullbacks and yeah, and yeah, tight ends and I'm stuff. So I was, I'm in that I was too. Looking, I was like, dang, like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> like I'm using yeah, a little pro uh, style. Yeah, I'm in that too. Yeah, we got a little, yeah, little I give, yeah, yeah I, I give you props for the pro style on that game because it, it favors the spread like in the worst way. So 100%. I give you all props. Yeah, I'm usually like a, I'm, I'm like an air raid guy, so I, I'm not gonna, oh, it's fun. Yeah, I, I did try pro style like though. It's not bad. I'm like, you know what? It's actually fun to run the ball like 20 times a game, but you know. Yeah, not... I average. We're averaging like uh, two sixty five, you know, Ooh. on the year and three twenty five passing. I try to be balanced. Like, call sixteen runs, sixteen pass. Like, what's your What's your quarter length? Uh, ten minutes. Oh, okay. I was, <laughs> when I was hearing that, I'm like, dang. I don't play oh, defense. Man. I don't play defense. Oh, I try to. Me? I try. Well, I try to act like I'm an offensive emphasis, like an offensive emphasis head coach. So I don't mm. really mess with my defense. I'll like look at it sometimes or watch him play defense or come in, but I don't try to play defense. Try to play defense. Yeah, see, because then I'm gonna blow people out. Yeah, see, I don't play defense. Like I choose to play, but I don't control anybody. That makes sense. Like mm. I'll choose to play. Then like if there's an interception, okay, I'll control the returner. But like mm-hmm. I don't actually because like it's too easy to get sacks and and yeah. use your pick. So yeah, I, I agree. I'm gonna say okay, okay. Well, good, well, good. I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, we have one more question from Mr. Perry here. <laughs> Which UCL football player do you look up to, current and or past? Keith Trailer is a Keith Trailer is a uh, a goat. I mean. But I would say, uh, I say anybody I played with in the past, like Colt Lindsey, Clay McKenzie, like Dustin Baskis, like I can go down the list. Like I really do. I look up to a lot of the guys who I played with in the past because without them, I wouldn't be, you know, the guy like the college football player I am today because they taught me so much about how to be a college player, how to go about things, you know, so. I just all those guys I played with. It, you could look up anybody from 2018, you know, to now who graduated. Like I look up to all those guys. Like the real, the real deal. Uh, good, good, uh, good people to me. Most. Do you have a, a current <laughs> current teammate of yours that you look up to? Yeah, man. You know, um, similar to P. Scott. You know, P. Scott's naming all these guys who played in the 80s, and P. Scott played in the 90s. So I would say. <laughs> You know, dudes like uh, 
No, Pete Scott, I look up to him a lot. I look at the guys like uh, Johnny Bizzle, JB, man. He taught me a lot being a UCO Bronco, man. He was he was also a UCO Bronco in the 90s. Dude was here for a long time. Uh, Dante McGee, man. I mean, Dante is, what, 42 now? He, uh, <laughs> oh. he, he was a guy I look up to a lot, man. Nah, seriously, though, Dante <laughs> Those two have taught me a lot, and I appreciate both of them, man. Yeah. I say like, go ahead, Pete. Uh, like, uh, like Brian Burns is another guy. He wasn't like the best like football player, I would say. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that. Like, he didn't have the best career here, you know, like statistic wise and stuff. But like, he started games and things. But like, off the field and everything, there's no like as a football player and stuff. Like, he's done the most in my life to kind of impact you know, my thought process as a person, as a man, you know, just building, you know, intelligence and knowledge and everything. Like there's never been anybody that invested in me like him. I just wanted to make that point before. Uh, and, and Danny, so far on your short, short time, is, has, is there, is there a teammate of yours that you kind of look up to? I would, I would say not one specific player, but definitely, like, the veterans of people that have been around here a long time. I just respect them, and, like, when they have something to say, I'll just listen. You've never listened to me in your life. That's crazy. <laughs> you ain't a veteran. You play a year here. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> My bad. Uh, <laughs> you got to, hey, in the fall, hey, in the fall, you are a certified vet. Can't, hey, you made it through a spring. Hey, you made it through a spring, my man. Thank you, sir. Oh, wow. Okay. I know man. that sounds crucial, but I, I think the two guys on my, on this understand <laughs> uh, what that means. <laughs> but. Well, I appreciate you gentlemen taking time out of your um, Wednesday evening to come on, talk some useful football with us. I, I do appreciate it. Um, I'm wishing you all, you know, the, the best, all, you know, the, the off season and heading into fall camp. And I'm sure I'll be in touch with you all uh, when we get closer to, you know, season fall camp, uh, whatever it, it, it might, might be, but uh, you definitely have to get some, uh, get some NCAA games. And now I know Dane's on the 360. Are you on the 360 as well, Peyton, or are you on the PS3? I'm a PlayStation guy. Okay. But I play 360. You do? Okay. On any okay. We might we might gotta because I think is the do is the is the online. You got new right? rosters? You got new rosters, Danny? You say what? You got new uh you got new rosters? Like you download new I rosters can't. on there? Okay. Can you hear me? Uh JD? Uh, JD? Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah. Get here, hey, it's tough. But um, if he got the new rosters on there, yeah, I mean, I got. Yeah, I think he has the. I don't think he has the revamp rosters though. But I think yeah. he has like the twenty twenty rosters. I think is what he was going with. Oh, okay. See, but I was like, gonna, I, I was gonna do the revamp on the my PlayStation, but I'm worried like. I do the yeah. revamp. The P- the PS3 is just gonna break down, and then I'm like, I don't have a PlayStation <laughs> Three, and the disc is in there, and the disc is a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna say because like if we if we were all on the same console, we, we we could like do an online dynasty, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think I know Carson. I think is on the 360. So 
But uh, okay, we'll, yep. we'll 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 figure that out. We'll we'll yeah. we'll figure that out somehow. Get that get that going. That could be pretty pretty cool. Got to put some house rules on Danny though. Yeah, we'll lock cheese over there, so we have to <laughs> we have to set some <laughs> have to set some ground rules. And, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I really I really do appreciate you gentlemen taking time. And I said I'm wishing you the best in your summer, your off season. Heading into fall camp, and uh, anytime you want to do this again, just just let me know, and we'll uh, we'll set something up. Barring Mother Nature, who postponed this twice, so I'm glad we were actually able to to get this get this done. I know it's kind of late at this point, but uh, I, I appreciate you all being flexible and still willing to come on and, and talk some UCL football. So uh, thank you to everybody that came, Dante, Mister 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 Perry. I uh, appreciate the, all the uh, in- interaction and stuff. And so I hope you all have a good evening and um, we'll be talking to you you, you all later. Appreciate you having me on. Um, Yeah, thank you. Thank you.